Welcome back to The Body Podcast, where we talk strength, conditioning, lifestyle, and everything in between. You're going to love today's episode. One of our favorite body couples, we got James and Ramsey San Miguel talking life, body, and everything in between. But a quick ask before we jump right in, once you finish this episode, if you're on Apple, give us five stars and leave us a review. It helps us out so much with keeping these episodes coming. If you're on Spotify, just give us those five stars. And if you're interested in being on the Body Podcast, send us an email to bodypodcast at gmail.com. Send us a little outline of what you want to talk about, and we'll try to make it happen. James Ramsey, how are you? Good. Good. How are you? Good. Well, welcome to the podcast. I'm great. Thanks. We're excited to be here. Definitely. Yeah. So um, first, I guess we'll get a lot of you know, we have James Ramsey. I'm Ramsey by trainer. Most of you know James as Ramsey's husband. So you, we can go by that today too, Jimmy. if you want. <laughs> but uh, let's, let's get it. First, Ramsey, tell us a little about yourself. Early Ramsey. Oh gosh. Um, early Ramsey. <laughs> I grew up playing every sport. I acted, I danced, I was a nerd, I did anything and everything under the sun until probably high school. So high school, then I was just sports, and then went from there, and yeah. So failed acting career, you do what everyone does, go into sports. Failed acting career, (laughs) that's another story alone, but um, no, I just kind of like fell in love with sports, obviously the athletic part of it Um, and then growing up finding my career was pre-physical therapy at first and then honestly just a long trek of fitness growing up as an athlete I always loved the people my coaches and everyone I surround myself and where'd you grow up I grew up in Missoula Montana good old Montana small very very small and then I went to Washington and then I went back to Montana and I think there's so many parts of me I don't even know where to start so (laughs) deep and Ramsey's husband. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, I'm kind of opposite of Ramsey. Uh, I did not play a lot of sports or was very active when I was little. I played a lot of video games. Um, I'm an only child, so that I mean, team only child here. Team only child. You have to figure out a way to. April 11th, I think it is National Only Child National, Day. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We're going out this year. Yeah. We're gonna <laughs> celebrate it with anybody that's an only child. Um, <laughs> But Juneau, Alaska, you know, it's it's cold in the wintertime, so there's not much to do. Um, and so growing up, I just played basketball and baseball, but then my parents told me just, hey, like, you got to pick one, and being Puerto Rican, you know, <laughs> baseball is <so> not <laughs> uh, sport, so went with that one. Perfect. When, uh, well, I guess what's it, both of you grew up in, obviously, big states from a land size, but also very small population-wise. Is it growing up in Alaska – really meet many people from there. What's it like growing up in Alaska? It's, I think it's very unique. And, you know, like growing up, uh, I didn't really realize the um, situation that I was in, you know. Yeah. It, it, whenever we left and went to the Continental, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was vacation. So that's how vacation was to us, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm in from a town that you drive 15 minutes and you're end-to-end. You only have Alaska Airlines that can fly you in or out or you can take a three-day ferry to Seattle. So it's just very three day ferry, three day ferry. Yeah. So it's like, is is that just like, it's gotta be a mini like cruise ship to sleep on. 
Uh, I mean, it's a good sized ship, right? Yeah. But it doesn't have a whole bunch of activities for everybody. You're sleeping on the um, like on the ground in a corner. You have to kind of take your stakes and and just be like, okay, this is our corner. So you're basically on if you're if you've ever tried like maybe Europe or something. You're on a train. Have you ever tried like train train? And you're just I've like never done that. Oh, <laughs> right. so but like driven on a train, but like it is weird in Alaska. I think growing up like baseball, he flew everywhere. He got to feel like a cool kid when he was like five years old. Yeah, we got the big lean, not uh, knowing big he was cool. people. Uh, you know, sweat sweatshirt. Uh, yeah. get on the plane and and with our headphones on. Do, they do have the the was the second best college baseball league during the summers in Alaska. Mm-hmm. So is that, is that kind of where you fell in love with baseball too, or? I mean, I it wasn't in Juneau. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, so that's primarily like Anchorage and Fairbanks. Yep. I was born in Fairbanks, so when I was little, uh, my dad took me to the games. Uh, there's one really cool game that's called the Midnight Game, and so the game starts at midnight uh, because the sun dips down. It's it's like dusk, but then comes right back up. So when the game ends at two o'clock, it's it's that's you know, pretty cool, right enough. And you grew up in Montana, small town, which so small country. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think myself and Nikki relate in a lot of ways. Like we talk about our small towns. I grew up with dive bars. I grew up kind of like ten minutes to everywhere. Whereas that's where it was easy for me to like go from a dance class to a soccer practice to baseball to basketball all in one day. So that was nice, but you know, it was small. I could still like go down the same exact road, know a lot of the same people. They still know me, (laughs) (laughs) but I loved it. It was cool. Like coming here, we came to Arizona all the time when we were little and just, I think sports is why I loved it because we traveled more. And you you guys, I'm going to college. Yeah. All right. And that's yep. where you met. Yeah. And then the story goes, you met freshman year for orientation, fell in love. Right? <laughs> no, not even close. <laughs> so let's, let's tell us both. Where did you guys go to school? And like, how, how did you guys meet? Let's oh, go through it. Goodness. I always like when Ramsey tells this story because um, it's a little more creepy when she tells it. <laughs> okay. I'm not telling it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but we went to a little JUCO. So little school as far as like wanting to play your first couple years. I wanted to play. I didn't want to ride a bench anywhere, and I was very... I didn't want to leave home that much. So I, we went to Wenatchee, Washington. So we played for the Knights. Go Knights. <laughs> and I actually spotted James for a friend. I was not single. I lived in a softball house. I took a picture of him. I sent it to my friend. Said he was cute, but I thought he was a player. But he was cute, and that's all I knew, and... I'll let you tell, James. She didn't get to know my personality. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, so we used to have this, uh, like, fishing derby in the middle of oh Wenatchee. Yep. And so, boys being boys, uh, we went in there trying to catch them with our hands. Ramsey still to this day actually has the photo that she took uh, <laughs> creeping on me <laughs> while we were uh, trying to catch fish. So, yeah, um, but yeah, Wenatchee was such a good little town. Uh, Ramsey's softball house was the party house. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually where I, uh, I met Ramsey. She had, we called it like a little Harry Potter room. She was under the stairs. It had a little ting ting light. <laughs> like, listen, I Wait, like my nice yo, things. When you're, hey, when you're in college, you, you, hey, you have you live with your. You, it doesn't matter how many friends you have. Five of your best friends. You don't care. I my fresh or my senior year, we got a house off campus, which was basically across the street from campus, but it was like one of the few off campus houses. And I lived with three of the soccer guys, 
And I had the room on the first floor. They all had the room upstairs because I was like, I don't want to be drunk and have to walk upstairs every time. So I was like, I'll take this, but didn't have a closet. So I had to like buy a closet basically. Yeah. Like, and you just, you know, and you make it work. Yeah, you make it work. Yeah. Like I think I hung up a blanket. Somehow I ended up like having one of the bigger rooms, but <laughs> yeah. definitely the cheapest, bougie on a budget. Yeah. yeah. We, we used to leave the heat at 55 during the winter because it was oh like, well, God. we'll save so much money. But that's when, like, the fright, <laughs> yeah. the pipes can't freeze. But yeah. we'd be sitting in there to save, like, $5 so, probably, oh, right? Yeah. So we'd be sitting there, and there'd be – we'd get a space, like, three space heaters, which probably just ruined the, you know, electric bill anyways in our head. We'd like, three space heaters all bundled up sitting around playing FIFA oh. or something, you know, just throwing parties and so, be like, hey, we'll heat our house up for the night, yeah. you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're, you're responsible enough, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you're like, hey, it's not going to freeze the pipes, but also saving five bucks. Yeah, yeah. Totally worth it. And we uh, we survived. I'm alive, so <laughs> yeah. it worked. Amen. But uh, So you guys go to college, weren't dating in college. No, nope. not at all. So how, how did you guys post-college? Oh, wow. yeah. I would say three years later, possibly four, um, I was living down here after I finished at the University of Montana. That's another story for another day, but I live down here and I work for the spring training facilities. So Mr. San Miguel redshirted was now at Central Washington and guess who had free tickets to games? Me. He totally used her. Yeah. What are friends for? <laughs> he had a plan all along. <laughs> yeah. All along. It was but a great plan. Great plan. I mean, yeah. Uh, but we were both single. He stayed with me for 10 days. Slept in my bed. We didn't do anything. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on here, but little disclaimer, we were really good friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you can say that. (laughs) But yeah, and then after he left, it was kind of like, wow, I don't want this guy to get a girlfriend. (laughs) And then a year later, I was the one who had to make the move. That's another And then story he ghosted too. me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to well, tell the story. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, so what gosh. happens is... Um, you visit for 10 days. You 10 leave. Days. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Nothing. I almost get in a fight in Scottsdale because um, a guy tries to take Ramsey home. And but we don't do that here. <laughs> so <laughs> typical people from you know Alaska, Montana that come here getting fights at bars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, James is so nice, though. I, you have to realize, like, this guy really, he is very good looking and that's the biggest thing that was hard for me to get past that he's like such a good human he's definitely not a fighter yeah. <laughs> so. we talk- oh we're not talking about the guy at the bar we're talking about James yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> he's probably good looking too I don't know uh, but yeah so I hopped out of the car we that had an Uber yeah. uh, he said say one more thing and uh, we'll go out in the street and fight and I didn't even say a thing I just popped open the door and I don't even know. I, I don't fight. And, and then uh, after that. I, that's when I knew I liked her, though. So uh, fast forward to Christmas Eve. Ramsey's mom makes this strong cocktail of alcohol, alcohol, and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And uh, she chugs it. And then I send her a text because I'm surprising my grandparents in Florida. So red eye from Seattle to, to Florida. And as I say, hey, we're taking off, Merry Christmas, everything, Ramsey decides that's the perfect time <laughs> to just tell me all her feelings. Anyway, um, I wanted to say more than I like you too to the long text, lost service. So six hours later, oh, Christmas. Psh, way longer than six hours. Let's try 24. So, 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 so you, you, really you, quick. you sent this text a little tipsy. Yes. Yeah. And he happens to be just taken off for a flight, doesn't have time to respond. You're now like... 
oh shit, I, I, I fucked up. Christmas Eve, 8.30, yeah. playing games with my family and just decided to have a sober night. Every Great next morning. And I don't think I got a text till like probably 6 the next there, day. There's definitely people listening that have sent some messages, <laughs> like trying to be like nice or sweet. And then you just, nothing. Because you're probably texting back and forth. Oh my gosh. And then you, it just goes, you say something, it just goes dark and you're like, Oh, five. Oh, uh, yeah. This is over. Oh, I, yeah. I can never show my face. I got to move. I got to oh, pack up my oh stuff. My Lost a friend. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. It really was that moment, though. My parents still will laugh about it. Like, you just went from, like, laugh and have a great time to, like, let's go to bed. So, <laughs> so, so, but, as, so as New Year's, or as text goes, yep. when did you decide to move to Arizona? So, it actually... Um, I'm telling you, this is a novel. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a longer story, but... Uh, uh, I was actually working in Seattle. She was finishing up her degree in Montana. Um, so we did six months, six months long distance, I believe, right, right around there. Quit my job. Uh, I told myself I'd never move for a girl, but <laughs> moved to Montana. Uh, we lived there for a year. I told her in the, the contingency was one year. Uh, and then I wanted to move to somewhere that was warm. And so um, I didn't care where it was. And Ramsey <clears throat> had prior... To Montana lived here so um, 364 days before to the day to the day moved down to Arizona so middle of summer baby oh yeah Ugh. that's that's awesome <laughs> yeah and and so you guys move here uh, obviously you're a trainer at body for some of the people that don't know yes. right yeah yes. no so how did you guys both um, did you go to body before yeah. Right? So yeah. how'd you hear about it? And- um, I heard about it. I was actually, I want to say there was a couple different places. I had a friend that I worked with previously, kind of like hearing Angie's podcast and how the recommendation where for me it was, I trained with some friends at the gym, like you, you would love this place called body. And I heard it nonstop. And then I had a couple friends who were like, do you know, Nikki, like, you guys kind of sound alike. <laughs> go figure with their voices. And I was like, I don't know who this is. So I wanted to go alone. So I didn't even go with the girl. I didn't want to like really know anything, but I knew that like, obviously I stalked them. I'm not going to lie. And I went in there and I freaking loved it. Like I went in, Nick was working the front desk <laughs> and somehow Nikki figured out my name. And I was like, wow, I want to work here. <laughs> and then after that, I kind of like put it in my head. Granted, I dropped out of PT school, so I was already like knowing I was risking a lot of things, but also knew it wasn't my passion. And going back home, I was going back to finish my like bioenergetics degree, thinking of like my goals. I would love to work here. What if, what if, what if, how I could make it a career. So James, when we lived in Montana, kind of knew where I wanted to work, but I still applied at different places because I was super scared. So... Fast forward, moved here. I had a part-time with going on to EXOS, so sports training facility. That didn't start till October. We were moving in July. And then at that point, I didn't really know where else I was going to go, except for I had a letter for Nikki that I had stored in my car for a very long time. Long time. uh, And what was, I guess, this letter? This letter was something that I started writing when I left here. And I just had it in my head. I like was just thinking, what if I'm just making little things in my like boxes of career paths or what I could do with it. Always wanted to make my parents proud. But then James knew how much I love this place. So when we moved down here, I took James to body because obviously you want your person to see like what they think. What if he hates it? What if yeah. it sucks? 
we went, and he is a guy that lifts every day. I hated it. He wasn't the biggest fan. <laughs> well, well, what was that? Do you remember if it was a sweater strength class? It was, it was a strength, strength class. Yeah, and you just didn't like it? No. no <laughs> Ramsey knew if she took me to a sweat class, there was no way I was yeah. ever coming back. So she took oh me to God. a strength class. Um, I've been, like, throughout college and everything. I never touched a weight until I was 19 years old. Yep. Never touched one. Um, hated lifting weights and everything, but when I got injured... I had so much time on my hands, right? No practice, no study hall, no, you know, team, like anything. Um, so I, that's when I really fell in love with just traditional lifting. So it was headphones on, no one talks to you. Three sets of 10. Three sets of yes. 10. You know, chest and back on Monday, legs oh, Tuesday, yeah. buys and try. Yeah, skipping uh, legs. No burpees. Like yeah, if your heart stuff. rate was really high, it yeah. was from a lift, not from cardio. Yeah, exactly. And so um, I hated it because it was just, just so different. You know, change is always hard. And um, But then Ramsey's like, come again, come again. And the more times I went, the more I fell in love with it. And, you know, now... It's hard to now. It's it's the reverse. It's hard to work out not at body. Yeah, and it's and it's extremely hard to go do a traditional lift because there's just so many things that we do at body that I would never do on my own. Oh yeah, or it takes forever. I mean, waiting for equipment forever. now with like social media. You know, you have to wait for certain weights and certain things to get cleaned up, but. But really, for me, it was like I held on to the letter. I was so scared just to be kind of told no. I think that was the biggest thing. And James knew I had this letter. The amount of time that I rewrote that and reprinted it. Proofreading. Proofreading it. Cause was, I, was the letter just telling Nikki how awesome it was and if there's ever an opening it, to, like, yeah. I would love to work here? Or was it just like, hey, you're doing great at... I think I wanted to pinpoint all the things that I truly loved about it. And I talked in, like, almost a third person as an athlete just because the way that she treated, obviously, like, Sarah or any ex-body trainers... And the way that she was so passionate of how she taught, like what she had and what she has is something that she acquires because of them and how much work they put into us. Yeah. And so I think as like a boss, that's something that for me, it was always kind of a goal or, I mean, truly, I feel really grateful to have people like that. So I wrote it in the way of showing like, Hey, I see your team. And if you ever find a spot, like I'll be on your bench, like whenever you're ready, tag me in. And I let James read it. I don't even know. I think I told him I had a letter. I think I let a month go by. No. No, 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 and James, he probably said the first one was good. The second one was good. The third one. And she just was like, no, it's not. So like, but, then James goes, yeah. then why are you having me read it? 100%, 100%. Yeah, exactly. What happened. Also, why am I reading this if you're just not going to listen wow, to anything I say? Too well. Well, she's also a way better writer. So I'm like, hey, that, uh, was, oh, that, well, that yeah. was well put. And, yeah. then, and then every time it got better. Every better. day, he'd be like, did you drop it off? Did you drop it off? And there was just one day that I was like, I have to say yes. And I think there was one of our um, old, late, older. There's an older, there's a, a, a lady at the front desk. Yeah, but there used to be a lady at the front desk and I gave her my letter one day and I was so scared. I didn't know if it was going to make it to Nikki or Nick because I knew they got a lot of, I mean, probably got a resume or people asking every day. Yeah. And so if it did or didn't, it was kind of up to, I mean, just asking. So there was a couple times where I'd ask because I knew Nikki and Nikki knew me from like prior body parties. I went yeah. by myself, like the first three parties I ever went to. So I acquired like just the relationship that way. And so I sent her a DM, I think, maybe an email. I don't know. I didn't know the best way to go about it and asked her if she read it. 
and she hadn't yet so but then she at least knew thank goodness and then after she read it she asked to talk to me we talked a little bit but then the first answer was actually no because they weren't hiring they yeah they really had no spots I mean even when I eventually got hired on I was lucky and very fortunate enough they were looking for more boxing instructors because yeah and, and this was at the time when body had uh, three or four trainers, right? Yeah. And and they didn't have those like afternoon classes. Yeah, they had they just the, the morning three. and evening. Yeah, it was yeah. three o'clock wasn't even there when I think it was, started. I think it was like five, six, seven in the morning. Because at that time yeah. it wasn't like that extra 15 minutes. It was five, six, seven, maybe eight. And then yeah. it was four, or four, four thirty, five thirty, six thirty. Yeah. At the time. So yeah. there was no, for some of you, there was no, there was no, there, <laughs> there was no 10, 12 or three. Yeah. Which is insane to think about. And that's where I think for her, she was more an opportunity just with boxing. Like downstairs wasn't even really entered into our conversation, but it was a foot in the door and I was just pumped and Ironically enough, in my off time with softball, I know some people from back home in Montana, just some friends that own a boxing gym that I would go to. So for me, I'm like, James was the one who was behind me. He's like, hey, look, like, it's short right now. You're not going to be there all the time, but like, let's just do this. So once I went in, talked with Nikki and Nick, and they hired me, and I left, and I cried, and I called my mom, and I (laughs) called James, and... Yeah, it's been a crazy journey so far, but a freaking good one. So that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. No, um, yeah, my first experience trying to get hired by a body um, as a <laughs> professional trainer was great. No, I, I've been trying to tell Nikki to do this podcast for like a year. Oh. So that was like, you know, I, I wrote like seven letters to you that. You spoke into it, yeah. existed. And, hey, <laughs> no, which is awesome. That's awesome. Um, let's, uh, again, you guys played college basketball. You're both very into fit or college baseball and softball. Sorry. Uh, you're both very in like fitness. What's something that you learned while you were tr- playing because we I play basketball you have a trainer you walk in like yours was like three times ten do this you walk in do your three times ten reps do your pulps or whatever you're working on that day what's something you learned that you take from you know that being an athlete in the body and then what's something that when you realize man I was doing this wrong growing up as trying to you know trying to get in shape trying to prep for being an athlete um that's you kind of realize now in fitness is yeah. different um, I mean, for me, the majority or majority of education for one is like going more in detail and depth, but also I think as an athlete, you work so hard on certain reps and you get better. Whereas like, as you get older, sometimes less is more <laughs> for us pushing 30. It's like more about your form and the education of that. Whereas just cause you're dying in a workout doesn't always mean it's super effective. Whereas for myself, like it's more of knowing that a total body workout is so important. Whereas physique wise, yeah, if you're doing just upper body, lower body, it's less inflammation, but total body is better. If you want to go for longevity, if you want to go on a hike, if you want to go on a run, it's more of like the overall process of it and knowing a little like each day is better than gassing yourself. Like as athletes, if you were dying, it sucked, but you knew conditioning was only going to make you better that but also bring in like the components of education is what kind of like helped me out but James <laughs> what about you yeah I think um the biggest thing that I took away as being an athlete is that when you spend that time there it's it's for you to get better right and so like even if no one's watching you put in that work 
um, ultimately you're going to be the one that grows from it. And so that's something that I take to body every day. It's yeah, it's group fitness and whatever. Um, but it's still like, I have one hour to better myself. I'm going to dedicate that hour to make sure that I get 1% better. Um, what I took away though, and that I wish I would have learned when I was younger is the foundation and form, how crucial that is to, to overall fitness and, and tempo. Um, just because you can lift stuff heavier at a faster tempo, it's actually better for you if you lift, if you lift slower, um, just really activating those muscles. And so that's something I wish that I would have learned. No, that's a, that's a good one. Cause it, no one like lifts in college. You know, I, there's, I, there's a lot of body people that obviously were college athletes. Um, and you have, I think the one thing that people like that are athletes that come to body are, man, I went my whole life. People tell me the workouts to do. I don't want to make it up myself because I want, I need someone to tell me what to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think that's what I loved about. I was like, I need someone to tell me my workout is. Cause if I go to the, if I go to like mountainside or something, I'm going to be listening to a podcast. So I'm just hanging out and maybe get a good workout. I just need to know. But the, the other thing was, Wake up at you know six a.m. lift. You got class at eight. I'm just trying to get this workout done. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I just get yeah. these ten reps out? You know, mm-hmm. rather than like focus on form and spending an extra maybe second lift on thirty five minutes, take forty three minutes and it, it just do the form correctly yeah. is a, is a, is a good point too. And I wish you know I had known that back then. But then I was like, oh, I'm just get this so I can get breakfast and get to you know economics one hundred and one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. But no, that's like one thing that for both of us, I think our or at least for me with the background and always just trying to increase my knowledge, I try to give a lot of it to him just because for him, now that he's traveling so much or he was so physique, whereas out of baseball, I mean, you know, as a college athlete, you spend so much time in your sport. And once you're done with your sport, like I have a lot more time, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you still fill it up. But for him, he was able to put that like time into it. Whereas now it's really like that one hour, like grind, find those workouts that you can freaking go hard on. But then luckily, I mean, you know, at body, it's kind of nice. There's days where you always have a total body. If you want to go hard on upper body a day, next day you could go hard on lower body. Just kind of about like finding your fix, finding your rhythm. Took us both a little bit, but I'd say James is just really good at freaking killing it. Yeah. I think (laughs) you brought up a good point too, because I think even if, you know, you, a lot of people that go to buy aren't also never didn't play college sports, but you know, mm-hmm. they're big into fitness and stuff. And I think it's a good thing. It's like body gets that like team yeah. environment when you work mm-hmm. out, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's, it's yourself working out. It's, it's for you to get better. So uh, yeah. some people that might, you know, not think like that as an athlete, they're working at body or listen, it might be like, you know, that's a good way to put it. Like, Hey, we're here. I have people working out next to me, mm-hmm. you know, maybe look at the person next to you. If try to go at their pace, if, especially if you think they're in like a little better shape, try to push yourself, but it's for you to get better. And like anything in sports or anything you do in life, the more you do something, the more confident you get, then you go to the benchmark challenge. Confidence is a lot. Like mm-hmm. you, you Absolutely. prep and prepare yourself, especially when you're an athlete. It's like, I'm so confident. I don't feel like the pressure. So you go to benchmark challenge. If you feel like I'm killing workouts for the next six months, the next time you go to benchmark challenge, that comments will help you get an extra pull up or two, you know, and and maybe hold an extra 10 seconds on the bar, take off a couple seconds on the rowers and stuff. So, um, another question I want to ask is you guys, obviously James, you mentioned he was traveling a lot for work. You guys are a couple in great shape. I guess what are some tips for maybe even some people that are single, but like also there's a lot of couples that go, people have met at body. How do you guys stay in shape? What are some like tricks, some, some advice you can give to people to, to stay, I guess, 
eat healthy, physique and stuff like that? I would, I would say um, one thing that we don't sacrifice is fun, right? Like you have to have that balance in your life um, of having fun, but also priorities. And if, if the priorities is kids or fitness or whatever it is, um, we don't have kids obviously. So fitness it is for right now. Um, but I think it's also um, being diligent in, in what you want to do. So uh, a lot of the times when traveling, I prioritize my protein because I know that's what really matters when I'm traveling, trying to find good sources of protein um, and still making sure that I I move my body, whether it's on the treadmill, if I'm in a hotel or going to anytime fitness, if I'm traveling or body, when I come back from flying in and dog tired, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's those kind of things because I'm going to be better mindset um and just happier overall if if i get done you know it's it's grueling uh, the thought process of getting there but once going through the process it's it's i'm always happier with the endorphins after yeah he's being actually pretty humble right now i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> like because for me i think james is one of the hardest working like people in the sense of he's going like no one's gonna show their instagram at least for for me i'm not gonna show the parts that suck in my life <laughs> like yeah. i'm not gonna show where if i'm just walking on treadmill i was too freaking tired like i'm writing some emails i'm trying to get some things done whereas do i want to go do that Absolutely not. But I'm also like, I think finding those things that are consistent that you can do every day that you might not want to do, but it becomes habitual. And then it kind of like creates that consistency. Like we can have our espresso martinis on the weekend. I've been talking too much about that lately. Stop. But I think that's like the biggest thing. Or for us, it's just normal now. Like through Monday through Thursday, you eat a little bit cleaner in the sense of you find a good protein. You're actually having things that will fuel you. So then you can have the things that you have fun with. Like the whole strength conditioning lifestyle that Nikki and Nick have made is one of those things that really for us, like walking, get our steps. I don't know. um, Just do the simple things over like over and over again. So, and, and, no, I, I completely get where you guys or agree with you guys because I think Sky posted it during the Super Bowl. That mm-hmm. post was like, "Hey, have your chicken wings, eat it. It's a, it's just one day. It's a cheat meal. But in order to really gain a pound of of actual fat on your body, you really I think it was like seventy eight hundred calories. You really have to eat to gain yeah. a pound. But I think some people say, "Ooh, I'm eating. This is three hundred fifty calories, and I'm eating like six of these tacos from Taco Bell." Guys out there, they eat more Taco Bell than any people I know. <laughs> most Friday nights. Yeah, most, most, anytime we, anytime, AZ8, Taco anytime Bell. espresso martini is followed by five hours later, Taco Bell. Chicken quesadilla. Yes. But like, but, and, and people might say like, oh, they must not eat anything unhealthy, yeah. but it, they do because if you, I guess that's sacrificing fun and stuff, just make up for it and work out the next day or have yeah. a workout. Make sure you work out Friday if you're going to do that or Sunday mm-hmm. or at least Saturday. One of those days is what you guys do so well is, in which I probably don't do that well. Oh my well. gosh, you're so good at it, Pick. Yeah. See, I've, I've gone to like two weekend steps, classes. Baby, steps. Yeah, steps are easy because it's, <laughs> yeah. But no, what I was getting at is, um, with you guys is like you're not sacrificing your fun you, they are eating taco bell you know when they go out they're having drinks and they're not sacrificing but i think that gives you like a recharges you mm-hmm. you know where some people if they eat a bad meal they might like not work out in the next couple of days or they might they might be like i can't do this i can't have like the fun and it might slowly just eat away at you mentally and you can't work out every single day for six months you're gonna burn yourself Absolutely. out also we're all getting older yeah. hurt yourself like yes. if i if i if i hurt my shoulder 
college buddy, a couple months maybe out, let's say something bad. Now I'm probably done for like a year. You know, yeah. And I got to pay Absolutely. for it. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't cheap. You it can't ain't golf, it then you're really not having fun. Yeah. But someone like you, though, you're always traveling mm-hmm. and you're still in great shape. Is is you try to get a workout? So some, there's probably some people that, you know, do travel a lot or might work in medical advice sales. Are you on the road getting uh, a workout in? You said anytime or lifetime LA Fitness or something. Anytime Fitness. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because they're in the territory that I was covering. Um, but even the hotel, I mean, uh, I try to take some of body's movements, you know, those are stuff that you can put together in a hotel room, you know, a lot of it's body weight or whatever. Um, so you're able to move your body no matter what equipment you have around you. Um, the other thing is always, I look at menus before going to the restaurants. Um, I have my staples of, uh, Chipotle or Chick-fil-A because a lot of the times it, it's it's it, if you make the right decision it, it's a lot of protein a little fat little carb or whatever I'm trying to accomplish um, so I think my biggest thing is always looking at the menu deciding and then when you get to that place don't deviate from what you decide to, to yeah. order that's like the great thing it's not the all or nothing it's like more so finding your staples throughout, not just like your Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's literally Monday through Sunday. Prioritize the fun on the weekends, but also you can still have a cookie as long as you're still hitting 80% of like your natural habits that you do every yeah. day. So, And the last thing I want to say also is that like, don't be scared to order off menu. You know, so many dietary yeah, restrictions are, are, are around and you can just be like, hey, chicken breast, grilled, no butter uh, and steamed veggies. And most people will accommodate that. Mm-hmm. So if that's what you're trying to shoot for, most restaurants can accomplish that. And so just because it's not on the menu doesn't mean you can't have it. Yeah, that's good. I, I know one of the things you did with me when, when I the couple podcasts ago when I was 200 pounds was I would just use like here's a snack that's a lot healthier that or he just have some f- vegetables you just, just just eat that to fill you up instead of having some other bad snack that you normally have or even like some of the the protein or granola bars out there aren't yeah. that healthy for you and you need like three of them to like get that hunger feeling just fill it with vegetables at least once a day instead of if you're hungry yeah. later on you can do that but like, you just save an extra 300 calories mm-hmm. a day that adds up over a course of a week and it's something that you can change. Or I think another one is just substituting, you know, yeah. um, I think that's something, uh, Ramsey can touch on just when you guys it's were working, favorite. working out together. Cause I love food. That's something I'll never give up. You know, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. is something that like, I want good food, but if I can make substitutions and just make it leaner and still taste as good, I mean, I make pizza every Sunday, um, but I just swap it out for low fat cheese or, um, turkey pepperoni and, and other substitutions in order to make sure that, you know, I'm still hitting my goals, but I know Ramsey can touch on that more. Yeah, no, I think that's, we have fun. Like you talk about hobbies. I mean, this is a really boring hobby, but I think <laughs> for us, my, for myself, I we should say over time, like through my health journey, I had to be gluten-free. Like I didn't really have an option when that happened to me in my first year in college. So for me, over time, it's been fun to watch foods evolve. I mean, really not healthy foods that are gluten-free, but then also there are foods out there that are so delicious. And it's been like 12 years in the making now of finding things. It's not just attracting one thing. It's building like a staple platter for myself, whereas every week it tastes good. It makes me feel good. And I still like am able to go out and have fun. So 
But I think that's the biggest thing. Like find proteins that are better than other proteins or find carbs that are better than other carbs. But like you said, find a milk, find a milk to put with your protein, swap it out. Um, But yeah, I think that's like the joy for me is finding people find like the synchronization of like putting their bodies in action, but also putting the food and like applying it together. So, and that, that will kind of lead us into our last question here is you do a lot with, um, you know, the get your shit together challenge and yes. fuel your fall. Um, obviously yeah. big passion of you, but let's go. Cause as get your shit together is coming up. Yeah, uh, it is. It comes, we got to get our shit together. It, it's what it's 30 days and it's right before yep. the body pool party right before the body pool party. Can you go into what it is? Yeah. About? So, I would say like our gist challenge that really kind of broke out during COVID because let's be real. We were all locked up. It was finally a time for people to kind of pay attention to just the staples, like simplify like carbs, fats, protein, and finding ways for you to clean up your diet. Cause let's be real 90, I'm going to say pretty confidently 85% of the people at body they can work out like they don't have too much of a problem getting in the class it's like the other part of drinking on the weekends or having so much food or whatever it might be like calorie surplus so that's really just finding your steps every day how much protein are you eating really dialing in how much are you actually moving in the state of arizona this isn't a fact this is my fact (laughs) but the way that people move in the winter time like in montana let's say is the same type of movement that they do here in august because it's hot outside yeah so i think for me it's like to make people aware of how many steps are they actually getting a day you're trying to get ten thousand steps a day you're trying to eat lean so how much processed food are you having how much protein how much do you weigh if you're not ever seeing results in the gym we try to like actually educate you on what a good protein source is and dialing in certain nutrition habits less alcohol <clears throat> including myself yep. um but really it's just four weeks to get your shit in track before we can have some fun at the pool party and the best way to say it so yeah yeah and i i'd say with the covid a lot of us probably 90 percent of people 95 percent of people probably worked at an office in a desk yeah somewhere not remote yeah so it was always tough to get your steps in it was always tough yeah. to you know you probably have like a work friend that you can't go on a walk mm-hmm. um probably to complain about your job or whatever it was what i would do in san diego but um it's really tough to we didn't know because we we're always eating you're eating out for lunch you're not meal prepping as much or some people might but when you we got remote and it was like all right i'm at home restaurants weren't really opening up a little bit how yeah. how can i what do i cook that's healthy that's besides just chicken all i knew yeah. well, i just cook chicken it's healthy that's oh, all it, that's like some of my guy friends from back home and all they will eat is like chicken, chicken and, and vegetables and rice yeah. and i make my me, own i make my own chipotle bowl and, I, and, I, and I, I cook like it for like four meals uh, and i just put it in containers and i just have that for lunch dinner lunch dinner the next day and i mean don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with like messing up a really good system but I guess I should go on like my passion as far as when I was sick and between different medications and whatnot I was scared to eat for a really long time so when I actually dove in started eating twice the amount I was and actually became more educated and actually trusted my own process that I was learning at the time I started seeing results that's where for me like 
people gaining confidence in a gym is so much different than people gaining confidence with their bodies and themselves. Like seeing that like intuition or just kind of that little light that goes on in their head when they see it's not just about the scale. Like it all really kind of synchronizes together where if they're actually applying small things, they're learning and actually taking in that knowledge rather than they're going back to just chicken or what they've heard on TV or whatever it might be. That's like for me, that's kind of what lights my like fills my cup up is just being able to see people actually apply it and utilize it when it comes to the get your shit together challenge mm-hmm. um can you kind of go into de- so i sign up yeah what what is it like what like i, I know personally from doing it yeah. but you sign up you guys obviously give us like a checklist yes. we meet with you like you have a big meeting the day like one of the, the sundays yep. before we all go to body you kind of go over how to count count like just go over kind of the whole yeah. process of it um the first part is the education so for get your shit together i would say it's more of the simplified like the bread and butter and then feel your fall is more of like what's in the bread what's in the butter but the great thing about it is usually i bring james there with me just to show like you can apply it with your spouse if you want to do it together so we educate on you on what macronutrients are whereas there's such a big stigma as count your macros you don't have to count your macros you start eating intuitively once you know what's in your food so that's where for me i start with a plate because most of the time 80 percent is going to be nutrition and then we pair it with your day like how long is your day how should you be eating how can you have meals that are enough fuel you up but also where it can be more volume but less on your plate or less calories overall so my part is like the educational piece with food that's going to be your first like education you walk in with sky and i next part you'll get a whole template of different recipes the recipes are gluten-free dairy-free there's vegan options and there's also options like san miguel sometimes there's some cheeses in there that i'm not gonna lie they might not be the best thing for you but in today's world, neither is a margarita. So I think like there's certain things you pick and choose it to make it assist you. And then water, I'm really bad with water. We even do the challenge every year. Like it's really just about taking out all the nonsense and actually just like sticking to basics. So it's like figuring out how much water you have to drink a day. It's half your body weight. So that's a point, it's getting your steps. It's applying how much protein are you eating? You're trying to figure that out. Sleep. Typically for most body people, yes, we tried for eight hours. Most people actually only need six and a half. There's a lot of studies out right now. So six and a half to eight hours Um, between totaling your points, but then also being able to get your measurements in. There's different ways for you to track and apply all the different like pieces that we give you. And so for you people that are listening, you, you basically go in, there's... I think it's like five or six points a day, yep. water, not drinking alcohol, or yep. it's like can't have more than like a glass or two of alcohol. If you yeah. want a glass of wine, that's okay at night, but um, water, get your workout in, your steps in, your sleep, yeah. and they, they, they do your measurements for you, so, you know, waste. Yeah. I think I, I said this in the podcast before is that's one of the best ways because you could lose 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like if you're 400 pounds, you know, and you're trying to lose the losing weight's obviously key. Yeah. But when you get to a point where you hit a peak and you're only losing like a pound in a month, you're like, Am I getting muscle though? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what you want to know. Is like I've lost actually two and a half, you know, percent of body fat because I've gained so much, you know, I've gained muscle, whatnot. Yeah. So they do that. Um, and then whoever has the most points. Yeah, kinda, whoever has the most points, and honestly, it's so like linear with people that find the most progress. Yeah. So typically when we claim our winners with most of any type of body challenge, this is more of a challenge because it's more about like 
get it together. We yeah. have a pool party coming up. And then between that, that kind of is like a nice little boost for people. Hey, if I actually apply this, but now I want to know more because yeah. we're giving you like the steps. And now it's like how in the fall, because after the summer, a lot of people go on vacation. I found the influx of people during New Year's. So I wanted to find a way to avoid that. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to hit it before people come to me. Yeah. So in the fall, that's where we kind of, I mean, we really break down everything. Whereas like genetics, we break down your workout. What time of day do you work out? What do you want out of your workout? And then we apply that with macronutrients. How much should you be eating? Um, I'm really big. So is Sky and like the passionate side of knowing false claims versus right now like certain trends that are out yeah so for me i just like to cut the bullshit and get your shit together perfect and i think i think we this is just a thought it's in june but i think you obviously give it to a winner my i was we were talking to nikki early in one of the earlier podcasts and i said you should almost see how many you have and get teams of like five or six yes and so like and like and not make it and make sure that it's not your friends you can't just have your friends like it's not like me and james randomly <laughs> like, right, randomly put go. people so there might be like a 5 a.m oh or there might God, be a 12 yes. and you just be like hey here's your team the winning team gets something so all these five or six people whoever tallies the most points so it's almost like you're holding oh. other people and, and you one you get to meet new body people that you might not know yeah obviously maybe put someone at least in a group that might know someone not just a bunch of randoms but you can just hey if you guys we're going to put you in teams if you, or if you want to be a part of a team, let us know. We'll, we'll make some team competition and the winning team gets something. And you're also like texting like, Hey, did you guys get your workout? And Hey, did you get your, yeah. t- you just share your stuff. And I, I thought that'd be like a good idea too, to add to well, it. Especially because people are so competitive at body. Yeah. <laughs> like, and sometimes like, I'm competitive. sometimes I'm like I miss losing. like the drinking one night or something, but if you're a team, you know, it might be like, Hey, let's as a team, let's all go eat healthy, grab one glass of wine and go home mm-hmm. on a Friday instead of, you know, drinking or something, or it might just be like, Hey, did everyone get their workout in? It's like, Oh man, I'm going to let my team down. I'll go to, I'll go work yeah. out today or like something. It really does bring that accountability. That's what's so hard is like people can know the information, but it's like the accountability of sticking to it. Cause you are what you surround yourself with. So I think the team part, you're onto something. Pick. Perfect. Well, you could have your own team too. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I do it every year. I will, <laughs> I'll, I, but with the team, I'll probably actually you know, be held accountable more than I like, normally would because I don't want I don't want people to get mad at hey, me for losing a prize right or something. There. James and I both do these challenges, and I always feel better, like mentally and physically. Perfect. But yeah. All right, that wraps it up. Uh, thanks, guys, for coming. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Hard. Absolutely. Make sure to leave a review on Apple. Write it. Five stars. Spotify. Five stars. And if you want to be put on, I know we said in the beginning, but if you want to be put on the podcast, email body podcast at gmail.com.